What's happening, friends? We are back. We had two weeks off, which we've never had two weeks off when it's not Christmas in the history of the show and over however long we've been doing this. But something big happened, which you may have seen. The Garth Brooks show was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, by the way, morning, studio. Morning. Uh, if you haven't seen on social media, I did get married over the last two weeks and had a wedding. Got married, have a wife. It's a whole thing now. I'm wearing a ring. Eddie walked in this morning. He's like, hey, you're going with the rubber ring right I now? I like it. Well, I did have on the fancy ring that was put onto my finger at the ceremony, but it's just hard to get used to. I've never, ever had a ring. Never wore jewelry. Yeah, you don't wear rings. No. <laughs> Period. And so I had it on on the honeymoon. I had it on the whole time, but I just kept playing with it. It felt like, you know how if there's a cut in your mouth and you can't stop but like lick it? <laughs> it just feels big. Or if like you bite it... The ring just felt like, oh, and almost dropped in the ocean. It was just a whole thing. So I got home, and I'm wearing the red rubber one for now, and it works. And I will put on the fancy one when I do fancy stuff. There you go. So you're going to, yeah, rubber, normal days, fancy, fancy, fancy things. days. Okay, yeah. that makes Eventually sense. Eventually just going to be rubber. Let's be real. Well, <laughs> no, I think he'll put on Mostly the, it will be rubber. Right. Yeah. But uh, I will put on the fancy one at times. But uh, listen, everybody here, the, all the show was at the wedding. We had a great time. Uh, we can talk about it. I'm sure all throughout the show it was actually, you know, really cool. Um, but why don't we do this? Let's go around the room. Give me one headline about your two weeks off. And then we'll just kind of get into stuff as we go. There's a lot of – listen, everything that anyone wanted to talk about that was sent to me was about the wedding. And I get that. And a lot of listeners want to know. <laughs> we will get there, I promise you. But let's let's check in with everybody. Um, let's go first over to Amy. Amy, what is your headline from your vacation? My headline from vacation is catcation. That's what I was calling my trip. We finally got our cat, which I feel like is a big update because we have been trying to get a cat for, I don't know, eight or nine months, ever since last Christmas. So cat vacation. That's the headline. Eddie, what is your headline from vacation? Oh, mine's easy. Disney is the most magical place on earth. My money magically disappeared in four oh, days. Oh, poof. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your kids love it? Loved it. They absolutely loved it. I mean, it was really cool to see them enjoy it. For mom and dad, hard work. Was yes. vacation a vacation? Uh, no, but I said that before I left. I was like, this is not for me. This is for them. And that helped tremendously because I wasn't really like, I, I knew that, that was that's what I was going to expect. Lunchbox, what's the headline from yours? Oh, I turned 40, so I took a trip to Las Vegas, and I spoiled myself rotten. I rented a cabana at the pool, and I show up, and there's a bunch of hotties, and it was the topless pool. What? Oh. Yep. A cabana, though. Anybody catch a cabana? <laughs> cabana. I it was a cabana, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, I, it was me and my wife, and we had a cabana, and I mean. Stop calling it a cabana. It's not called a Why cabana. Why does he say everything weird? And let me tell you, it was, yeah, me and my wife at the topless pool. Pretty incredible. But it, that was an accident, right? Total accident. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we There were topless people around us, too, and it was awkward it was, when we were on the honeymoon. It wasn't awkward for me. I, it was for me. I was like. What, what, what I was like, I felt like an eight year old boy. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was awesome. That's, That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, Morgan, over to you. What is your headline from from vacation? Well, I took a trip with my boyfriend. We went up to the Northeast for a week, and I visited eight states that I had never been to for the most part. You took a road trip. Yeah, drove all the That's way a- up to the East Coast. That is a That's, that is a yes, long drive. Big trip. And you had your dog with you. I had my dog. I had his dog, and yeah, we had a great time. 
And then, Raymundo, we'll check in with you. What is your headline from the two weeks off? Baseball in Bay City with Boomer. So I got to go see my nephew. He's plays sports. Apparently, I haven't seen the kid ever play live, and it was awesome. So I got to see a little bit of his tournament, then I came back home, and I watched it on my phone because now they have streaming services. You can basically just lay in bed and watch your nephew from 2,000 miles away. So I followed them, and they finished top three in the state of Michigan. It was dope, and I felt like I was a great uncle over the vacay. All right, there you go. Uh, I'll do one more. Mike D., what, give me your headline. Honeymoon in the desert. Finally had time to go with my wife and celebrate being married. I think everybody's married now, huh? Except Morgan. Yeah. But pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like she's close to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Like pretty much we're all married. Uh, mine is I got married. Holy crap. There you go. Also, my uh, Bronco got wrecked. By who? What? Yeah, it's a whole story, too. I don't know this story. I know. It's, it stinks. Hmm. It's oh, bad man. news. Bad news. Bad news. That's awful. Yeah, it's awful. I, what made me think about it is we drove the Bronco out as our goodbye on the wedding. You yeah. know, everybody was like, hey, yeah. sparklers. We got in the Bronco. We drove off. But over that's the not is when, that when got- y'all got in a wreck? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm like- no. I, if we have time, we'll get to it later. Today. All right. <laughs> Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby Bones. First of all, congratulations on your wedding. Caitlin looked amazing in her dress, and it's obvious how beautiful your day was. I loved all the little details. Questions for you. Were there any almost disasters that happened on your wedding day that you haven't shared with anyone yet? Or was the whole day picture perfect? P.S. Also, Bobby, the question everybody wants to know, did you end up wearing makeup at the wedding? From Jill. Uh, Almost disaster. My nephew, my sister's kid, because no one had their phones, he had like wandered off like just like hanging out he's like a 13 year old kid I don't know if he's playing a video game or something we're ready to start the wedding and they couldn't call him to get him because he didn't have a phone and they were like anybody seen Aiden and they were like where'd he go and so everyone's like where's the nephew and so they thought he ran away and he was like just chilling up here playing a little video game <laughs> he was just chilling oh. <laughs> and they were like he was like what, what's wrong and they're like well, we, you know he's like how, you can't call me so how was I supposed to know so that was it. We kind of held up as we walked down, right? Yeah, you had that. I think you got a call or something saying, like, your nephew's missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember you were like, my nephew's missing? missing? Well, where is he? <laughs> what do you mean missing? Did someone steal him or yeah. did he get mad? <laughs> did he have a fight with his mom? Uh, that was it. And as far as the makeup goes, very light. I would have preferred more. <laughs> but we kind of settled where the, the person that does my hair did it and then i was like hey if you have a little bit i'll take some and so she like put a little stuff just to keep me from sweating mostly it wasn't bad you look like you still so did you see in the video you crying behind me no no i'm crying no stop it i cried (laughs) but you see eddie who was my best man also tried to fake it Caitlin pointed it out. He like was just like wiping his face and he goes under his oh, eye. Oh, well, then like, that might have been sweat. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was pretty no, no, hot. No. no, no, no. It was for sure a cry. Um, but that was it. I did wear a little bit of makeup. Not so much you would look at me and go, he's got on makeup. Because that's what I was hoping for. Um, and that was the only real disaster. I mean, I guess a disaster is I didn't get to eat any cake. 
We, mm. we cut it and then we were just too busy. Just, oh. Me neither. And I would call that straight disaster. Why didn't you get to eat? I don't know. Somehow we missed it. And that was like one of the things. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I even had to come back by your house the next day to pick up Sashira's iPad because she left it here or something. And we walked around your house trying to find cake because we didn't there was no get cake. <laughs> I was, was like, it Fruity it's fine. Pebble cake? What was that? <laughs> no, it was Funfetti. Funfetti. That's yeah, what it was. Funfetti. I just saw it. I didn't try it either. Yeah. And there was a strawberry I one, I heard. Well, yeah, there were multiple cakes. Oh, okay. Well, pfft. But we were busy, but I just want a cake. Yeah. And then by the time we went to it, they're like, look, cake's all gone. Mm. So what do you mean cake's all gone? This is my cake. <laughs> I Tragic. paid for the cake. That's where you can't have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. comes from. I had the cake. Uh. And I cut it, and then it was gone. So, but uh, those, it was good. It was good. I feel, it was, a, it was a, just a wonderful night. We got, I have so many questions about it. I'll answer them all later. But thank you for that email. Let's close up the mailbag. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. All right, here we go. I got five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Number five. An 83-year-old woman in Utah is now a fifth-degree black belt in karate. And Chuck Norris himself awarded it to her at an event last Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. She got into karate 15 years ago Hmm. after her 11-year-old granddaughter started taking lessons. And she was a fifth-degree black belt. I still, I'll say this, I could probably still beat her up. (laughs) She's 83. Like, I don't care how many black belts you got. You're still 83 years old. But that's a pretty good story. Here we go. Number four. A coyote was chasing an 11-year-old and her tiny Yorkshire Terrier in Toronto. And the dog, this tiny little Yorkie, fought the coyote off. It ended up with some bad bites, but it's going to be fine. Here is a clip of the 11-year-old talking about it. I ran to the sidewalk and started screaming for help. And I just saw this coyote trying to attack my dog. And I tried to ring on people's doorbells and knock on people's doors. She's a super brave dog. I love her so much. Lucky that little dog didn't get eaten. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that it still, happens. still would have been a great story to have been like, this dog gave its life. <laughs> but that's a good story. All right. Number three. You ever been pulled over for a broken taillight? Well, instead of tickets, cops in Denver have been handing out $25 gift cards to help people fix them. Advanced Auto Parts helped make it happen by supplying 100 gift cards they could use. Here is a police spokesperson talking about the new program and partnership. Now when they pull over a motorist for, say, a bad headlight or a defective taillight, they'll have the option to give a $25 gift card to help the motorist get it fixed and get them back on the road and stay safe. Number two. A 17-year-old in Virginia just graduated from high school and college. He finished college first with his bachelor's in business administration. Then he graduated from high school two weeks later. Jeez. His mom says he's very determined and goal-oriented. He's 17 years old, already got both degrees. Crazy. Number one. A toddler fell 15 feet from a window last week and could have been seriously hurt, but luckily a 64-year-old woman happened to be walking by and caught the kid. Oh, my gosh. She saw a toddler clinging to a second-floor window. The grandmother then dropped her bags and rushed to the window with her arms held out. She caught... The baby. It's amazing. She caught the toddler. The toddler lives. That that's is a cool. that, that's a headline. The toddler lives. <laughs> that was the good news countdown. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 second skinny. Congratulations to Brett Young and his wife Taylor. They just shared the news that they welcomed their second little girl on July 21st. Her name is Rowan Marie Young. 
The CMA Summer Jam special is set to air on September 2nd on ABC. It will be three hours of performances from Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan, Miranda Lambert, Thomas Rhett, and more. Parker McCollum just released his debut album, Gold Chain Cowboy, and he talked about improving with each record he's made. I just feel like I've gotten a little bit better as a songwriter and as an artist as a whole and kind of honed in on my craft a little more uh, with each album. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A California teacher is driving home a lesson to his students. David Dean leads one of the first high school truck driving programs in the country that teaches students the basics of driving large commercial trucks, like 18-wheelers. Wouldn't that be crazy if you had that in high school? That'd be awesome, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. And I can tell you, that test is tough. Hmm. I struggled, man. But during his break from lessons this summer, he's changing gears to actually be a truck driver to help during a severe driver shortage. While on summer vacation from Patterson High School, Dave is driving a big rig. He's also using his pay to pay it forward by donating all of his earnings from his side gig to the school for a scholarship for the kids. Wow. Look at this kid. He's, oh, he's a man. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he's a teacher. <laughs> uh, he's giving his paychecks to the Next Generation and Trucking Foundation. That's crazy because let me be honest. If he's a teacher, it's not like he's rich. He's making a ton of money. He could for sure use that money yeah. he's driving, making driving the big rig. Well, David Dean, D-E-I-N, you're a good dude. David Dean's a good dude. You heard it here first. That's a pretty cool story. He's passionate about what he does. He says, I'm not giving up anything. I love this, and it's for a good cause. It's even better. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. If you haven't seen on social media, I got married over the break. Like, we, we did our show Friday, two weeks ago, and then we had the rehearsal dinner Friday night, went right from the show, basically, to rehearsal dinner. And then got married on Saturday. People are like, why didn't you tell us? Well, because it was at my house. And that had been kind of fishy. The bunch of people, bunch of tents going up. And then I had people. It was just a security thing more than it was anything. And so we didn't say anything until it was over. But yes, I got married at my house in the backyard. It is awesome. Um, a lot of things to talk about. Um, I will talk about the, the our first dance because a lot of people are asking about that. But if you go back to Full House, there is... When Uncle Jesse marries Aunt Becky, he's sitting in like a tuxedo and he plays this song called Forever. I'm going to play a clip of it from Full House. Here you go. So that's why I learned of the song. I also know it as a Beach Boy song, which is why he sings in a Full House because he's played with the Beach Boys, heavily influenced by the Beach Boys. So we thought a long time ago, Caitlin and I said, why don't we dance to that song? She loved it. Obviously, I love it. And so we're like, that'd be great. So I hit up a couple of my friends. One's name was Dan. One's name was Shay. (laughs) And it's weird to ask your friends to, for me it was because I talk to Dan all the time and I talk to Shay sometimes. And Dan's wife is it was in Caitlin's bridal party. So we're close to Dan and to, you know, the Smyers is Dan, Dan and Abby, but it was still weird for me to ask them to sing at our wedding for, I just hate asking anybody for anything. So I got on text and I, all three of us and a thread. And I was like, Hey, um, will you guys sing this song at our wedding? And I just <laughs> sent a YouTube clip of that, that, uh, over to them. And I said, before you think we're just sending you a full house song, it's actually a beach boy song. And immediately they were like, we're there. They're like, we're coming anyway. We'd love to play this song at your wedding. 
So Dan and Shay played uh, forever. And so I'll play you. Um, well, John Stamos actually. Cause yeah, I, is that real? Well, well yes. Oh, yes. So okay, I, that's I, what I, I saw. I posted a clip on, my, on Twitter, uh, Caitlin posted on her Instagram, of Dan and Shay singing at our wedding. And John Stamos wrote, wow, I literally have goosebumps on my goosebumps. What a beautiful version of Dennis Wilson and Jesse's song, Forever, for a beautiful Ooh. couple. Congratulations, Caitlin and fellow idol mentor Bones, J.S. John Stamos. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Well, that was pretty, pretty cool, too. <laughs> so Dan and Shay performed it live, and you can watch it, but as a gift, they also recorded a studio version yeah. for us. Did you guys know that? Yeah, yeah you said it to me. Oh, did I? Oh, well, I haven't heard it, but I knew because at the rehearsal dinner, Dan wasn't there, and I was with Abby, and I was like, well, wait, where's Dan? She said, well... He's ma- they're making them as a gift, like a mix of the song. Yeah. And Dan is such a perfectionist <laughs> that he was at home literally trying to get it done and make it perfect, like by Dan's standards, for y'all to have as a gift. Um, do you want to hear some of, of yeah. this? So this is Dan and Shay. Let's play the full version, Ray. We'll play it like to the chorus or something. If this is not up. You can't mm-hmm. stream it or anything. But here's Dan and Shay doing Forever. You may have known it from Jesse and the Rippers on Full House. <laughs> Or from way back in the day, the Beach Boys. All right, here you go. If every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. What we had mm, It's show forever Forever my love If the song I sing to you Could fill your heart with joy I'd sing forever It goes on, it goes on, it goes yeah, on. It's so good. But they sent it over as a full, hey, we produce this whole track for you. And so we have forever, the Bobby and Caitlin mix, and sometimes we listen to it. When you hear that, does it just take you back to that moment? Like, do you just remember it? Well, we've watched the video like a hundred times at this point, <laughs> so we've kind of lived in the moment. It's not like I have to go back to yeah. it. We, we keep watching all the videos. You know, Ronnie Dunn sang Neon Moon. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, Gary LaVox. Rascal Flatts, lead singer, did two. He did Bless the Broken Road and Fast Cars on Freedom. I mean, it was <laughs> so a party. Cool. It was like a party. Yes. So we'll, we'll talk to, talk about that. But uh, Dan and Shay did. They crushed it. Couldn't have been happier that they played. We're you know just just so close to them, and it was awesome. I don't know what else to say. That it was awesome. It was our first dance, and I also told him I was like, hey, I let's not make this like four minutes. <laughs> like no one wants to watch the, the couple dance for four and a half, five minutes. So let's keep it around 2.30. Is that how long the normal song is? Well, any song at all. Okay. Like, you know, it, you can make a song long, short, you can mm-hmm. double up a chorus. Like, let's keep it about 2.30. <laughs> and they did. Because it's like karaoke. No one wants to see anyone do a four-minute karaoke song. I don't care how good of a singer you are. There's no need for a four-minute. You don't need to do all of Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, karaoke should be no more than three minutes. And the first dance, about three minutes max is good. So it's fantastic. And... Uh, Super special. You can watch it. It's on Caitlin's page. It's on my Twitter. It's on my TikTok. But Dan and Shay doing forever was pretty special. Raymundo, you were at the Garth Brooks concert that got rained out? Yep. Yeah, never happened. We just uh, went there and got rained on the whole time. 
I saw people mad. They're like, how can you cancel the show? Garth, you, you suck. <laughs> you have control like, of that. Yeah. Garth's awesome and mm-hmm. huge, and, but he has no control over whether they allow him to have a show because there's lightning and thunder or, or a huge storm. Ray with a thunder roll. So nice, yeah. <laughs> nice, Ray. Ray, so did, did an opener get to play or anything? Yeah, it was, uh, there was Chris Young. Uh, I thought Kane Brown was going to come out, but he didn't. And then Trisha did a song, and then that was it. Then they were getting ready for Garth, and that's when it started to lightning and thunder, and no rain happened for about 20 minutes, and then it, the floodgates opened. I would have wondered for a second, like, is this prop yes. thunder yes. and lightning from Garth? Because yes, it's real good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for a second, because it's Garth, you might think, dang. <laughs> he went all out. Yeah. You expect him real. to come flying in on like a cable? <laughs> wow. The special effects are amazing. <laughs> you see lightning and you're, you're just waiting for 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> Never. Like, man. Right. Well, that stinks, right? We're people. Were people upset? Was were, was people, were people happy? Like, what was the vibe? Well, people were definitely upset because you got to think about it. That stadium, it's only made for football, 50,000. There was 70,000 people in there, so everybody's on concourses. The infrastructure wasn't even built for that amount of people, so you, it's just a mosh pit, honestly, every place. I mean, there were people passing out, panic attacks. It was kind of scary what? at times, yeah. Oh. Was oh. traffic terrible getting out? Yeah, that was a two-hour cluster. I mean, we, we couldn't even get... Not to like be too geographical, but we couldn't even get to our part of town, so we ended up going like west, like to a different city, and then you had to loop around. They, they didn't. Wait, what? They, well, they you drove to a different city. Drove to Memphis. Here's we took a flight. We flew to Seattle. We had to spend the night there. We just because, went to the airport yeah. and left town. Yeah, it's crazy. They thought the concert was going to get done at 11:30 midnight or whatever. Well, when the concert gets canceled at nine nine thirty, they didn't even have police in place to block roads. So they were saying. Some roads, people were just taking it upon themselves to do it outgoing traffic and like going at out other cars that were trying to come incoming. You know that's a cluster. Man. Oh yeah, Mike D. What, what was your takeaway from this concert? Yeah, it was a nightmare getting out of there. They k- ended up kicking us out because they couldn't keep us there any longer. So in the pouring rain, we had to leave. So it got canceled around like nine thirty. I didn't get home till midnight. Oh my! Did you have to go to a different state to get back home? No, I didn't have to do that route. <laughs> no, you didn't no. go a weird route. Uh, Morgan, you went to. Yeah, I was there, but I, you know, once it got canceled, I ended up drinking for like an hour and a half just trying to <laughs> wait before an Uber showed up. So I was oh, pretty I bet, drunk by the end of the night. I bet getting an Uber was terrible. Oh, oh I have 15. I think it's 15 charges on my card of all of these times that I tried to order an Uber that they're going to have to refund me of like $70, $80 that I never got. I never got an Uber. We had one of our friends randomly come pick us up. So you waited for an Uber, ordered a bunch of Ubers. They couldn't get to you. Yeah, so never got an Uber, and thank goodness somebody was not out and about on a Saturday night and was able to come pick us up. Garth, if you're listening, and I know sometimes you are, why not come and do your show on our show? Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah, remember like Jake Owen did. Jake did it once when it rained out. Yeah, lightning. People were mad. But yeah. Jake made it up. They thought Jake was, <laughs> yeah. They were like, Jake, what's up with the lightning, bro? Same yeah. scenario. Mm-hmm. Garth. Basically. Come with, <laughs> do it acoustically. I think the people, they, they'd love to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will provide a platform for you, Mr. Garth Brooks, to come up and play your whole set acoustically. Heck, you want to run around? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, can run anywhere. Room. You can do whatever you want, buddy. Like the fire. Yeah. It'll be cool. You know. Break the guitar. Yeah. I used Eddie's head. Uh, do it. <laughs> 
Yes. We will offer our studio to you, Mr. Garth Brooks, if you want to come up and play. I know they're going to try to reschedule it, but who knows? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, what do they do since like half of it got played? And then, well, none of Garth had. I know none of Garth, but I mean, so then do you hold and a you concert? Do you still have to pay Chris exactly. Young? Oh. I've been like, sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Circumstances. Yeah. 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 Mother Nature. Yeah. yeah, maybe they have insurance for that. Yeah. I don't know. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, Americans have been Googling lots of stuff about the Olympics this past week, and I have the five most common questions according to Google Trends. Well, one of mine was who is Rock? ROC. Good one. But I have that. Oh, is that one of them? It is. And I know the answer now, but tell that tell that one. Yeah. Out. So because Russia got banned for doping, all of their athletes are competing under the name Russian Olympic Committee. ROC. Which Rock. is dumb. The word Russia shouldn't even be allowed to be displayed. Yeah. Like if you're gonna ban them, it shouldn't be Russia's out la la la. It should be like random people whose country got kicked out for doping. <laughs> that should be the name. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah, so they don't get their country flag or, or national anthem, but th- that's one of them. All right. Yep. What um, else do I wonder? I've been a lot of this Simone Bile stuff is interesting to me. The twisties, which I don't is know what basically that is. the yips. So the twisties oh. It's when a gymnast can't tell if they're up or down, oh, and they, wow. they end up being hurt really badly because they don't know where, how, how to land, where to land. And she was like, I can't do this stuff because I have the twisties. And You Googled that? Well, I saw her talking about it, but I Googled, like, what are the twisties? Hmm. And that's what that is. And listen, I'm all for her pulling out. If she feels like she may hurt herself or she's having some sort of, it's all, no one knows what you're going through, Simone Biles. And anyone who's telling you you need to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing, they can kick rocks. Mm-hmm. And they don't matter anyway. She's also the greatest of all time at that. Yeah. And for people who are like, oh, do it. You, we deserve it. <laughs> we deserve no, it. We You're don't. out of your mind. Yeah. Um, the twisties, is that on there? No. Okay. All right. What else? <laughs> I'm sure that's a common ask question now. Um, why do divers shower after each dive? Mm, why? Okay. Well, some people might think to rinse the chlorine off, but it's actually to prevent injuries because the pool is so cold that it can make them cramp up. So they take a warm oh. shower or sit in a hot tub between the dives. I was they were chilling in the hot tub. I yeah, was like, that's too. a sport I would like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you chill. perform and you get in the hot tub. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what else? Why isn't LeBron James in the Olympics? Because he's hurt. Yeah, he had some injuries this year, so he decided to opt out. But people are, like, wondering where he is. Yeah, he's hurt and he's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. How deep is an Olympic pool? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. How deep? Well, the swimming pools in Tokyo are almost 10 feet deep, and the diving pools are 10 to, six feet, 10 to 16 feet deep, depending on the event. I saw one girl do, uh, she was diving, and then she did a backbuster. Oh. She didn't get all the way over. No. Oh, gosh. She basically had the twisties in the pool. Oh. I, I just made that part up, but she did. I don't know <laughs> if she lost where she was, but she she couldn't Dang. get all the way over and just backbusted you imagine it. how bad that hurts? Oh. Or how embarrassing that is. Well, that too. Like, you're an Olympic athlete, and you <laughs> backbusted it. Uh, you got any more? Yeah, I got one more. A lot of people are asking, why does one volleyball player have a different color jersey? Captain. No, 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 no. no. That's what was my guess. No. no. They're, they're, it's a different position. Oh. And they, and they're basically a defensive position. Yes, yeah, oh. so they're the only player who can sub in and replace another player in the back row, and they're usually better at defense. Things like passing, receiving serves. It, it's called a... Do you have a term for it? I don't. It has its own little term. Oh, it does? And yeah. I wish I would have known. My daughter yeah. had a volleyball tournament this last weekend, and I... It's called like the Reverer or the... Oh. The Gooblabla. Oh, okay. Well, it's not just at the Olympics. <laughs> at this volleyball tournament, I was wondering like, oh, those poor girls, they forgot their jersey. Okay. But like, they were... <laughs> 
didn't realize until I read this article that they must be the one person. Here, that we got this stop. red one. Just put this one on. <laughs> it's a libero. Libe- oh, you were so close, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I said that. So, All right. And, and? Okay. Well, moving on. We got a piece of wedding cake from Prince Charles and Princess Diana's reception is hitting the auction block in a few weeks. It's only supposed to sell for about $700. It's 40 years old. Their wedding went down in July of 1981. And... The slice came from one of 23 cakes that they had at the party. There's no way that goes for only $700. That's what it says. I was like, man, we can get a bunch of people together, get that piece of cake, I and I'll eat it. I ain't no buying it, but I would think someone would spend more than that to have a piece of that wedding. Mm-hmm. It's super famous. All right, and? Well, no, where do you do you and Caitlin have some of your cake frozen away to celebrate on, or eat on your one-year anniversary? As I mentioned earlier on the show, I, I didn't get to eat any of the cake, and no, we don't. We don't. None? We have, oh. You have none frozen? No. Oh. That's terrible. That no, was, it's not. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> it was kind of cool. We froze ours, but my husband was in Afghanistan on our year anniversary. So my mom and I, we busted out from the freezer and we ate some and it was just kind of cool. I think that's great, but I don't care. Okay. Like, okay. I think that's fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think make it funny for doing it, but oh, we had no interest in that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, and nobody, your cake, you didn't even get to eat yourself the yeah. day of. Okay. So Dolly Parton was asked um, by Andy Cohen. She was on Watch What Happens Live about like songs that she may be cutting with people. And she said, yeah. Uh, I Reba McIntyre and I recorded Does He Love You? And that's Reba's hit from 1993. Here's a hook. And she said they finally recorded it together. I don't know when we're going to get to hear their version, but she said fans are going to like it. Yeah, I would think so. I wonder how Linda feels about that. Yeah. Cut out of the song. Because the the woman singing with Reba there, that's Hillary Scott's mom. Mm -hmm. Linda Davis. Linda Davis. Poor Linda got cut out. <laughs> for Dolly. I lo- by the way, I love Linda Davis. Uh-huh. I, I, she's she's the coolest. But I bet even she's like, eh, it's Dolly. I get it. Yeah, I think Dolly said she's just wanted to record it for a long time. And she's wanted to do a song with Reba. They're, quite frankly, she's like, I don't know what took us so long to do something together. And so maybe that one just made sense. But if you want to know the net worth of the two ladies, I got that too. Well, Dolly. You, you told us in the tease. I told you they're combined. Like over $700 million. Yeah, that's yeah. their combined. $745 million. But I have the breakdown. Dolly is 650 oh. of that. Oh Reba's so broke. <laughs> yeah, poor Reba. <laughs> and, and Reba's $95 million of that. Mm, poor so. Reba. Can we, can we go fund me for Reba? I know. <laughs> I, hopefully, Dolly, if they make money off of that recording, you think Dolly's like, you can take it, Reba. That's all you Take Reba. it all, 100%. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So because of the Dixie Fire in California, some first responders were staying at a hotel in Redding. And literally, they're staying at the hotel for the fires, not for this emergency that they ended up responding to. They hear a woman screaming from the hotel pool, help, help. Her son had drowned. They run over, hop the fence, pull the boy out, water's in his lungs, he's not breathing, he has no pulse, but they are able to give him CPR, resuscitate him, he coughs up the water, blah, 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 saves his life. Wow. So that's that's a great story, but here's my question. If you don't die, do you still drown? I mean, he wasn't breathing. He's kind of dead. But he came back to life. Sure. Like, is a drowning (laughs) only fatal? For when you said he drowned... He was, he was drowning. Drowning in okay. the process of? Drown. He was drowning. I guess I should have said he was drowning. Oh, I was asking a real question. Yeah, but then I they pulled him out. Mike, what do you see on it that? It says it's not always fatal if you're drowning. Is that drowned. right? Yeah. Oh, good. There you go. So you were right, Amy. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. That is a crazy I, story. Wow. I have a clip of Jared Neal, who's one of the firefighters, saying they were in the right place at the right time. For us being in the right spot and the right time, we would never have that opportunity. These are the ones that you remember for 25, 30 years. Oh, man, you can tell he's, like, shook up and emotional about it. You know that family was so thankful, too. I mean, that yeah. Mom. That's it. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out. But we know why you're here right now, and that is to hear The Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Did you hear about the guy who burnt his Hawaiian pizza? I did not. Well, he should have cooked it at a aloha temperature. <laughs> <laughs> at aloha, like a aloha. Aloha, <laughs> aloha temperature. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you. That was the morning corny. Hey, I want to mention something. Uh, and so Eddie and I, we have a, a comedy group called the Raging Idiots. We do really fun concerts. And we're doing these two festivals. One in New Braunfels, Texas, one in Wichita, Kansas, September 4th and 5th. And we're very excited about them because the Raging Idiots are playing. Uh, Russell Dickerson is playing right in front of us. Maddie and Tay are playing. It's going to be this massive festival, yeah. right? Yeah. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to have like all day stuff. We're going to have a side stage, right? <laughs> and you'll get to my point why this is kind of funny and ridiculous. We wanted, I wanted to have, build a side stage. And so in the daytime, there's music. In nighttime, there's music. There's, you know, we got like ski ball. We got, it's going to be a great festival. You can bring family out, have a great day. Well, we had lined up this really great talent lineup for the side stage. People like, who first? Uh, Taylor Acorn. Here's yep. a clip of Taylor Acorn. Or the, the band Boy Named Banjo. Here's a clip of these guys. So we have all these people. It's, it's Seaforth is playing in Wichita. Boy Named Banjo, Taylor Acorn, Nikita Carmen, Walker Burrow, Sarah Beth Tate. But there's one artist on this list that I'm so shocked by. He has his own slot, and I don't know what he's going to do, but producer Raymundo yeah! has his... He's listed as one of the artists playing the side stage. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Ray, what are you doing on the side stage? Well, I am uh, bringing Baser with me as well, and I think oh. we're just there to entertain, maybe introduce people, and I believe play some games. So it's still up in the air. Oh, so you don't know. Still well, up in the air means he has no idea. Hey, let me tell you, he's getting paid a pretty penny. Yeah, so he has a time time slot, yes. though, right? Yeah, he has so a time slot. He should put together a show. Run some stuff by us over the next couple weeks, Ray. What do you think yeah! you're going to do over there? I think you should perform Kid Rock Cowboys. Yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. He does that one. Yeah. So let us know over the next couple days what you're going to do on the side stage, okay? Uh, yep. And if you do a really good job, you can play the big stage with us oh, later. Yeah! <laughs> uh, the, the festival Saturday, September 4th and Saturday, September 5th. Get tickets at RagingIdiots.com. You guys, if you're in New Braunfels, which is Austin, San Antonio, in the middle there, or if you're in Wichita or you want to drive, it's going to be a fantastic festival. And now Raymundo will be playing the side stage. <laughs> Don't know what he's doing, but he will be there. <laughs> Got a couple stories I want to share with you. One of the stories that came out was Kelly Clarkson has been ordered to pay nearly $200,000 in support to her estranged husband each month. $200,000 a month. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, well, what's, I, it's so much. What's the support? Support, a, spousal support, yeah, and would, child support. Oh, child support. Yeah, too, okay. this would happen if it, like a lot of men 
pay this, but Kelly just have, I mean, not, not that amount, but a lot of time, I mean, there's always money <sighs> that goes like, this is just like the woman doing it now. <laughs> a judge in Los Angeles handed down the order on mm. Tuesday of last week. This story has been out for a while, but I've been sitting on it. Like, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> that she would pay Brandon Blackstock $150,000 in spousal support and $45,000 in child support each month. They have two children together, River Rose and Remington Alexander. People reported that he had asked for far more, requesting $300,000 in spousal support and $135,000 in child support, which Mm. would have been $436,000 per month. Wow. Wow. We're talking some buckaroos. Blackstock is a talent manager who was Kelly Clarkson's manager during their marriage, but recent court papers revealed he has given that up to take up life as a full-time rancher. Hmm. That's why he needs that cash. Or, now that you got plenty of cash, you just go ranch. Yeah, you just like live in that rancher life. He's like, why do I have to work anymore? (laughs) He's like, I don't really ranch anything. I'm just... (laughs) I just live on the ranch. An unnamed source tells people their arrangement is an arrangement until a final settlement is worked out, which means at some point... A settlement would mean, just guessing here, she's going to have to write him a check for like five million bucks and be like, here, here you go. So it's not forever. This is like a temporary thing until it's... Until it's a bigger Mm. absolute payout. So, your, your thought. Oh, your thoughts. Well, is, was it just real quick, is there no prenup on this? Is that, is that why? I, I that's... think they had a prenup. Okay, too. so it's on top of that. All right. Hollow, we want prenup. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I don't that's know. That's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. This is such their personal information, and gosh, it's out there. Part of me is like, oh, wow. Like, I hate that Kelly has to pay it. But at the same time, I'm like, go Kelly. Because that means like she's doing awesome. Yeah. Right? So I think that... she made like $12 million last year. Yeah. So, if, like, Woman to woman, I'm like, wow, you're getting paid. That's awesome. And now you but got then- to pay. <laughs> now you got to give it away. Right. So then that part is annoying, but I just two hundred thousand bucks a month over ten months oh. is two million. That's two point four million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully for them, just like, you know, you think of the finance part and how wild and crazy that is, but just gosh, that everything that everyone has to go through when they're like when you're making a separation like that, and like this is just a chunk of it. I just hope that they're both doing well. Yeah, mentally. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing well mentally if I had to pay out two point four million dollars no mm-hmm. to somebody I despise. Yeah, because you know it ain't good. Uh. Um, here's a story: Jake Owen is being sued for alleged copyright infringement over his number one hit "Made for You." Now, here's a clip of "Made for You" from Jake Owen. Here you go. I don't think Jake should be sued. And if I don't talk about this, people are going to go, you didn't talk about it because Jake's your friend. So I am talking about this. Okay, here I am. Look at me talking about it. <laughs> Um, so this, these two songwriters, Alexander Cardinelli and Morgan Reed, have filed suit in Nashville, alleging that Jake Owen's number one hit, Made For You, lifted significant portions of its structure and lyrics from their song of the same name from 2014. Here's the thing. Jake didn't write the song, and they're suing Jake. Jake didn't write the song. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. I say justice for Jake and get him off this. Justice so they, for Jake. Justice, justice for Jake. Jake. Jake justice song. for Jake. Jake right. even told us and told me off the air many times uh, what somebody that's called a song plugger was pitching him songs. He's like, oh, yes, I love that. I'll record it. He came on the show and said he didn't write it. How is he supposed to know if the people who wrote the song stole the song? So the people that wrote the song should be sued? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> do you have a clip of the song? I, 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 do, I, do. I haven't heard the other <laughs> one, so fact, yeah. I need to. I need to hear the other one. That's why I'm yelling justice yeah, for Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, Jay. that sucks. Well, okay. it, could, it could be coincidental. Because mm-hmm, that happens. And let me say this. Caitlin and I walked down the aisle to Made For You when we got married. This Which past- version? 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we get sued too. All of a sudden, we're in the lawsuit from so Cardinelli. Like har- harpists. Or yeah, something. we had we had players. Um, or violinists. So made for you is, was our song. We walked down the aisle too. We'll talk about that later. But here is first of all, Jake Owen made for you. One more time. And I was made for you. And here is a hook from Alexander Cardinelli, Made For You. The things that we could do, darling, and I was made for you. Oh, I was made for you. Oh, 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 oh. So, what do you think, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm not convinced, but like I would need to see, I mean, how, where was that song? I guess it was out there. 2014. Right. It was on a Coke, Coke commercial, commercial, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, how ridiculous are you to take a yes. famous Coke yes, song right. and then make it Preach. a song? This is what I'm going to say. That would be crazy. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. And I'm going to say what I say. Pro bono. And then when I'm done, I'm gonna, I've said what I say. Because <laughs> you're saying it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Mm-hmm. This is not a new concept. They mm-hmm. do sound similar. Yeah. And sometimes when you accidentally encroach on another song, you have to go, oops, didn't mean to do it. But looks like we did it inadvertently, subconsciously. You heard it. Mm-hmm. Sucks for the songwriters because I don't think they stole the song on purpose. You know, so many people that come in, they're like, you know, sometimes songs just come to me when I'm sleeping. Or you listen to it when the TV was what on. What TV show was on? <laughs> <laughs> there was a Coke commercial was on while you're sleeping. Commercial. And then you wake up and you like type it into your phone, and then uh, whoopsie. So. But I will say, I will not have people smearing Jake Owen's name. Boom. Mm-hmm. Justice for Jake because he did nothing wrong. Get him off the lawsuit. I said what I said. That's it. Mm. He said it. Thank you. Unless for some reason we find out he was a part of it. <laughs> Which he wasn't. Which he wasn't. I'm sure. <laughs> Free Jake Owen is what I say. All right, Eddie, you're up first. I got married about a week and a half or so ago. July 17th, actually. You came to the wedding. Never forget that day, by the way. I won't. Okay. I won't. You're my best man. You had mentioned last night you want to talk about your favorite moment from the wedding. Yeah. I mean, for sure, being a best man was amazing, and the wedding and the ceremony was great, but let's talk about the party. Like, dude, the reception was amazing, and my favorite moment was when Ronnie Dunn's up there on stage singing Neon Moon, and as the music starts, a neon sign that says Bobby and Caitlin in the shape of a moon comes down. I'm like, yes! (laughs) This is amazing. Yeah. How cool was that, dude? Seriously. It was was the greatest. And I'll try to put up a video uh, today. But it's great. The craziest thing is that I consider Ronnie Dunn, lead singer Brooks and Dunn, like a buddy. I can just text him. Just be like, what's up, dude? Like, that's wild to me. (laughs) I grew up in Mount Pine, Arkansas. I didn't know anybody. I don't have any. Like, I would just listen to Brooks and Dunn all the time. And so Ronnie and I become friends. We we met doing some charity work together. He then played our charity show with the Raging Idiots. He, him and I, just buds. He comes on the he show. He took pictures of you. Yeah, we did a whole thing. Photo shoot. And so we were talking about the wedding off the show. And he's like, hey, what do I get you as a gift? And I'm like, nothing. Just come. Just, I'll, just, 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 we just love to see your face. And he's like, I mean, you want a song? And I was like, yes, I do. I'll take <laughs> And I, and I wondered if I should do Neon Moon because that song is not a love song. And it's not that it wasn't our first dance song. That was uh, Forever. We did a song called Forever. So but I thought if it's not a, the first dance, it can be Neon Moon, which is about a guy alone just because the song's amazing. Yeah. And so I was like, Neon Moon. He's like, no problem. 
And so he came, and I tried to keep myself from feeling guilty because I hate asking people to do stuff. But I think he enjoyed doing it. I hope he did. And he starts playing Neon Moon, and, you know, when the sun goes down, and Caitlin, I'm like, hey, let's go out and dance and get everybody out dancing. And halfway through the song, the dance floor's covered. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just slow dancing to Neon Moon, and Ronnie's on stage singing it. <laughs> it awesome. was awesome. Yes, it was it became romantic, like when the neon sign with Bobby and Caitlin lowered down. So we kept the sign; it was yeah. a gift to us. Oh, uh, it's still here somewhere. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's in that room right over there. Um, Amy, your favorite moment from the wedding? Gosh, I feel like yeah, there's so many highlights mm-hmm. from the reception for sure that I guess will get covered. But like for me, it was really cool. Like we've all been friends for so long, and to see people there from like you know. 15 years of like ago like in our life from when we all first started together like it was just very special like there was I saw some people where I didn't even know they were going to be here and I was like freaking out and just to see them travel all this way and like want to love and support you guys and be a part of that and then to look out yeah I mean standing up there with y'all and then looking out to see all the guests that showed up to support y'all like that was really special and then also like as a mom for my daughter to be a junior bridesmaid and see her walk down the aisle as I was standing up there and she looked so beautiful like that was a special moment that's a little bit selfish but I I think yeah just seeing everyone that gathered to love and support y'all was very cool Lunchbox, what is your favorite moment from the wedding? Oh, all the free stuff. I mean, first of all, we got glasses <laughs> or like cups. I, I don't know what you call those things uh, that keep your drink cool. I mean, those were free. They had our name on them. And then like all night, you're like, oh, at the end of the night, I'm so hungry. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go to the drive-thru on the way home. Oh, no. Here come the Sonic <laughs> girls. Woo! And they come roller skating in. They're handing out drinks and burgers and chili dogs and tater tots. I, th- I forget what all was in the box, but gave us all free food. That that was amazing. The free stuff. We had a whole Sonic kind of built up away from where we were having the reception. As the reception was going on, it, Sonic came and built a Sonic. It was so wild. Cool. It was wild. Like, well, that reminds me, some of those friends from Austin that came up that I'm talking about, They, we got Sonic, we all left your house, went to my house, sat around the table with Sonic, and like had a little tiny after party with like Lauren and Ricky. It was so fun. By the way, Sonic didn't pay me a dime. I don't know. So there was no sort of promotion, like nothing. We just, Caitlin and I, I grew up in Arkansas, she grew up in Oklahoma, and it's Sonic land. It's mm-hmm. Sonic territory. And so we both used to go to Sonic all the time. We reached out and they were like, hey, can we pay you guys to come up and do Sonic at our, our wedding? And they were so awesome. I'm like, we'll just come do it. And it was, so there's no sort of, we made no money off the wedding. <laughs> not from, uh, not, no money. We made no money off the wedding at all. We, I, actually, it cost a, a lot of money to yeah, have that yeah, wedding. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that idea, fast food at the end of a wedding, Amazing. clutch. Like wherever it, wherever is your favorite, just think about maybe Taco Bell, get a bunch of tacos or something like that. I was like, this is genius. Raymundo? Yeah, seeing your backyard, I've been over there a lot of times to play hoop and stuff like that. To see it transformed blew my mind, especially when the first thing I see is, I don't even know how much that thing was, but some waterfall. I'm like, are we sure we're at the right place right now? This doesn't even look like his backyard. (laughs) That was cool. Yeah, and then also um, the night before, whatever it was, the rehearsal, your sister, it was the first time meeting her, and we were just talking, and and she said to me, I mean, we had each had a couple drinks, and she said something to me like, hey, save me a dance tomorrow night. 
And so I said it to my wife, and I was like, that was so cool she said that. But I don't know if his sister really said that. Maybe I heard something weird. Maybe it's her, uh, uh, I don't know, her accent. And I was like, well, I don't know. We'll see. So then at the wedding, I go up to her. I think it was during, it wasn't Neon Moon. It was one of the big songs. And maybe it was like Bless the Broken Road, Rascal Flats, And I go, hey, Laura, to my wife, I said, do you care if I go ask Bobby's sister to dance? And she goes, yeah, I go do it. So I go up to your sister, and I was like, hey. Did, are we going to do that dance? You wanted me to save a dance, right? And she goes, absolutely. And then I got to dance with your sister, dude. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, what? Huh? Yeah, I didn't say uh, that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, real quick. I think before like all the chaos happened at the wedding, we sat down and did a podcast. Oh, we, yeah. We just had time to kill. And all the groomsmen sat in here. It was like kind of an emotional moment before the whole thing started. Forgot about that. We, th- we just kept waiting. And I was like, well, I have a radio studio at the house, so... We came in here and sat around the mics. It's up on the Bobbycast. We did a podcast about just talking about me about to get married. You guys can hear it if you want. I forgot all about that. Courtney, who cries on it, uh, hit me. He was like, hey, I thought we weren't recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. I was like, no, we weren't recording that. <laughs> Sorry. You uh, yeah, okay. right. Don't you know everything's recorded? <laughs> that's your cheat of Courtney. That's so cool. Like, he was your college yeah. roommate. And, like, that's who I, whenever we walked back down the aisle, like, I didn't see him until the rehearsal, though. And, again, I, I was like, oh, who am I going to get matched up with? And then, boom, it's like, Courtney. And I just had all these moments where I kept freaking out over people because it's just been so long since... Like you've seen them or I had seen them and then just how long they'd been in your life and that they're here for you. It's cool. Yeah. And, you know, the groomsmen, people are like, how did I pick the groomsmen? Eddie was my best man because he's my best friend. Um, Arkansas Keith was a groomsman, which he thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever that he was in it. Sure. Because he's just the greatest. Um, One say he was your stepdad. Yeah, he's my stepdad. Yeah. Uh, Courtney, who was my, who, if I got married 10 years ago, would have been my best man. Oh, for sure. But time has taken us apart <laughs> a little bit. So Eddie kind of <laughs> slid in there as the new best friend. Uh, my friend Ahmad, uh, my friend Andy, um, Mike D. And so it's all people who, through the years, being, you know, college all the way up until today, have just been super important to me. So it was awesome. It was just awesome. Awesome night. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. There were a group of drivers on I-85 in Atlanta, and they noticed this car just going very slow on the interstate, and it's just causing a lot of traffic. So these drivers kind of get by and see that there's a driver in there slumped over on the wheel, unresponsive. So they... The car's still going? Still going at a very slow speed. So they get in front of this car, park, and they run to the car and just manually, with their hands, try to slow the vehicle down. They finally get it to a stop. They They get strollers, mallets, whatever they can in their car to break the window and get this guy out of here. They finally get a cell phone. Yeah, he's unresponsive. They get they get him to the wow. hospital. They call his wife to tell him to tell her where he's going to the hospital or whatever. And they're just like, all right, well, that's it. Our job's done. Well, the wife just contacted one of these people recently and said he's still in the hospital, but he's recovering and everything's going to be okay. What happened? Don't know. A stroke or something driving? Something, something like oh, that. That's so scary, but also, yeah, amazing. The that... fact that these guys just mm-hmm. said, we're going to stop and we're going to slow this car down. Like, that crazy. car was going really slow for them to park it and then run out beside yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And can you stop it with your hands if I'm, it's in drive, even going five I miles an hour? Think so. Like you can't. They, they no. may, it may not have come to a complete stop, but, but they, they got, got it slow out. enough to where they can break that window and get him out. Oh. Thank God. Crazy, right? That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the part of the show we go over and check in on the news. Let's hit it. Bobby's Big Stories. We'll start with some Olympic quick hits. 
Uh, yesterday, two Olympic high jumpers battled to a tie, and we're headed for a jump off. But there is a rule that says if you want to just call it and you both win a gold medal, you can. Ooh. So they called it, and they both <laughs> won the gold medal. Oh, yeah. I would have done the same thing, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like, yeah. anyone that goes, these guys are losers, no, these guys are hedging their bets uh-huh. to the point yeah. where... Everybody gets a gold. You don't have to the rest of your life go, yeah, tied for a gold. Mm-mm. No, you're just a gold medal winner. You're a gold medalist. Wow, that's cool. And it wasn't like it, one of these races where somebody gets hurt and they finish at the same time. It's literally in the rules that if there is a tie, you can just go, yeah, hey, we both win. Mm-hmm. So don't hit me with some participation trophy crap because <laughs> they both won. They both did, did the same. Uh, Gianmarco Tamberi and Mutaz Essa Barsham of Qatar, the other one's from Italy, both win a gold medal. If Eddie, if you and I were in this competition mm-hmm. and we had the same, I've won the gold. Yeah. There is no need. And I'm watching people hate on these guys a little bit. There is no need for me to prove anything else. I did wonder, though, like if you're at a party 10 years down the road, like, you want a gold medal? Yeah, but see what happened was. But it's not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, e. yeah, no, I want a gold medal. I, I had the highest jump of anybody in the Olympics and a tied with a guy. But other than that, their conversation lasted like. One second. They're like, tie? Yeah. Yes. And then they both celebrated. Yes. And listen, I'm not too good. When I used to play poker all the time, we'd split the pot. We'd get to the, right. like, you just want to chop the pot? Yeah. All right. We both want to go medal in money. <laughs> Other Olympic news. Irish boxer Aiden Walsh celebrated so hard after winning a quarterfinal match that he injured his ankle and could not continue the mm-hmm. championship round against Britain's Pat McCormick. He ended up with a bronze medal and Pat was given the gold by default. So which gold though? I mean, the other guy wins the gold for nothing. Yeah. Nobody's giving him crap. He should have <laughs> challenged somebody else like UFC. Uh, Simone Biles withdrew from the floor exercise, but I just read she will be doing the beam. It's the one last event. She's going to do it. Well, the beam because she's not having to flip up in the air so much. Wow. She pulled out of the individual vault because of the twisties, the uneven bars. But the beam, there's not as much flipping around, so she feels like she's going to go try it. So, good for her. I hope she wins the gold. I mean, she's literally the greatest of all time at that. Yeah, she's awesome. Ever. The, and people that criticize her, you think she went to the Olympics and was like, I'm going to get there, right? <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to play it up and be like, I don't want to do this. I bet you it drives her more crazy that she can't do it than it does people who are hating on her for not doing it. Oh, for sure. Because, she, again, <laughs> she, she won gold on a broken foot, broken toe. She, I mean, she's done. Anyway, I hope she wins. And if she doesn't... She's still the greatest. It's like Michael Phelps when he didn't win a gold in something. We wouldn't hate him. Right. <laughs> he was still the greatest of all time. Uh, another story, a jewelry thief carried out a burglary and got away on a scooter because everyone was distracted because because Jean-Claude Van Damme was in a nearby optometrist's office. What? They were like, Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> over there. So, I mean, he, he's so famous where he was here. In, this is in Paris. And by the way, Jean-Claude Van Damme, for you kids, was an action star from the 90s, early 2000s. He had kickboxer, blood, blood sport, sport Lionheart. I can't mean, say that I've ever seen one of his movies, but I would recognize him. <laughs> he was on Friends in season one mm-hmm. whenever he like he fell in love with like Courtney Cox or where they had a little romance or something. Remember that? Monica? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, a gray-haired man in a suit reportedly held up the high-end jewelry store earlier this week, pulled a knife during the robbery. No one was injured, but nobody even saw it happen because everybody was looking at Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> and the other, <laughs> the eye doctor. Dang. So that's pretty funny. And then finally, I saw this story about LeBron, and it says moment that an angry LeBron shoves a fan who asked for a photo at an Usher concert and they have the video and they're like LeBron assaulted this kid LeBron did nothing except 
trying to walk through a crowd, and some kid comes running at him with his phone right in LeBron's face, like in the dark. And LeBron went like, whoa, man. And the fact that people are going after LeBron is crazy to me. Do you not get to protect yourself now? Just because it's a, somebody comes, it was dark. He couldn't see that it was a kid. I watched the video. The story says LeBron James was at a concert with his wife, Savannah, when the fan approached him. The fan quickly ran up to him moments before LeBron shoved him away and security intervened. The video went viral over the weekend as critics accused James of overreacting. Quote, that's literally assault, wrote one critic on Twitter. That person's okay, an idiot. Yeah. Of course. I hate that they like, <laughs> will sometimes do like one random tweet one in the yeah. story. But you can't run at somebody in the dark. No, not at it all. It doesn't, wherever you are. I don't care if it's LeBron or if it's Eddie. Or you, just, you can't do that because you know what the reaction is going to be? Punch, Whoa. something. And especially LeBron, who's high profile, who, by the way, wasn't w- walking with a bunch of security guards around him. But that is not assault. That's just a, a person going, whoa, dude, get off me. Not saying that you guys want to done the same thing. No, I mean, I think that the the thing is, if you want you to a picture with LeBron or whatever to say hi, you approach him gently. But Mr. LeBron. <laughs> yes, not <laughs> aggressively because, yeah, in the dark, it could be. I'm sure he kind of has to have his head on a swivel at all times. And he's also used to people coming up to him. Yeah, and I'm let sure the, he's a let nice the guy. guy. Live. You know what? Not only justice for Jake, justice for LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's play. Uh, well, there you go. Close it up. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Here, I promise I would take some calls. I'll take a call real quick from Pam in Mississippi, who has been waiting on the phones. Pam, how are you? Thank you for calling. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Uh, Bobby, you said that um, you didn't want to do a first look because you wanted all the emotion of seeing Caitlin come down the aisle. And I want to know how that experience was for you. I'm glad that I did not do a first look. The only part that, you know, was a little annoying was you, you take all the pictures and why everybody's at the reception. And we'd love to just go right to the reception. But I, I think I made the right decision. She made the right decision because, you know, she, we did nothing. We didn't talk to each other beforehand on the phone a couple times looking for my nephew because he was gone. Or, but, but really, we didn't see each other. And we have stairs on our back porch that she was walking down before she got over to where the actual ceremony was. And I told the guy who was marrying us, Caitlin's music minister from when she was a kid, I was like, don't tell me what or tell me when she walked down the stairs because I don't want to see her come down the stairs. I only want to look at the very edge when she's walking right down the aisle because I hadn't seen the dress. I'd seen nothing. And then, yeah, when you look, you're like, I mean, it feels like when you walk in, like if it's hot outside and you've been outside and you walk into an air-conditioned room and you're, you know that feeling where it goes, <gasps> it's kind of like, yeah. that's what it felt like because that was like, oh, now it's super real. It's game time. She looks hot. And it was also... That dress, she would look so hot in the dress. and It was also classy. I didn't know if I was supposed to be like turned on or like feel like classic. <laughs> I was just confused. And I would like be, I would be like looking at her in the dress going, oh my, you're so hot. But then I'm like, we're supposed to be getting married here. You're supposed to be classy. Because <laughs> it was a classy dress, but I, it was, a, I'm glad we did it that way. I think it's okay. You were super attracted to your soon-to-be wife in that moment. Yeah, she looked so hot in that dress. And I, I was like, I said that to her. She walked up and I was like, you look so hot. And I was like, should I not be saying this right now? <laughs> So, but I, I was happy. Yes, all the emo- it felt like an air conditioned room when you walk into one after you've been outside in the heat. You know, that's wonderful, and I'm so happy for both of you. And welcome back to everybody. We all miss. Thank you, thank you. I, listen, I'm super pumped to be back. Everything was great. Wedding was great. Honeymoon was great. But I, I love this job, and so glad I, I can uh, be here. Glad you guys can be here, and thank you for calling, Pam. 
A Michigan woman discovered bed bugs in her car, and she wanted to kill them, which I would have too. I'd have been scared to death of bed bugs. She poured rubbing alcohol on them, lit it up, and then she caught herself on fire oh, and the car. Yeah. And yeah. It, fire's just tough. Especially with a car that, I guess, uses gasoline, maybe? But fire, <laughs> period, is unless you know how to actually use it, it's a tough thing to, to use in a good way without it turning bad on you. So she got secondary burns. Oh, my gosh. The Oakland County Sheriff's Office said a woman set her car on fire when she discovered those bed bugs. 1.40 p.m. on Tuesday. So it wasn't even like 2 in the morning oh. where she had maybe been drinking. <laughs> I get it. Bed bugs are scary. I never had them, but I, I have thought before where I was like, oh, goodness, this is a bed bug. So I, I called a guy. I was like, I think I have bed bugs. It's like five years ago. Come look at my house. And he comes over and he goes, that's lint, bud. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I'm itching. He's like, yeah, it's summertime. There are mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But bed bugs are scary just from people that I know that have had them and had to like fumigate their whole house because of it. Oh, yeah. It's a huge problem. When she lit the car on fire, she set herself on fire. She was taken to the hospital for treatment. No word on if the bed bugs were even killed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious like why she was trying to light it. Uh, Why the fire? How else would you kill? I'm just going to try to think like her. Stop. No, I can't. I'm trying. (laughs) But how else would you kill bed bugs? Well, I would. I, I, I would start with Google, and I don't think that anyone would say to light your car on fire. Only fire. But I don't know. A Philadelphia man was wrongly convicted of murder, and he's finally set free after spending more than three decades behind bars. This just makes you feel so bad for him. I know. I can't even believe it. I feel, quote, exceedingly joyful, happy that finally you know after 30 or more years, after constantly knocking on the door for somebody to please hear me, that the day has finally come. 60-year-old Curtis Crossland told CNN. Gosh. He has now been returned home to his five children, his fiance, and 32 grandchildren. Oh. Uh, 32 grandchildren. <laughs> wow. Quote, it's a great feeling to still be a dad, to be wanted and desired. I just wonder, you're in jail in 30 years. You know you didn't do it, but n- nobody else knows you didn't do it. Or people believe you, but nobody knows you're in jail. Or then people, because you were convicted, might be oh, like, well, sucked. okay, I guess we don't. I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's so many strained relationships and different things that happen over those. I mean, your life is obviously never the same. You just spent 30 years in jail, but gosh. The same system that makes your life miserable for 30 years now should make his life the greatest life ever for the next. Uh, he should yeah. be like, make which, a wish every day of his life now. Yeah. Oh. Which they do, right? Like he'll get a lot. No, no, he gets like, he gets like a couple million bucks or something. Oh. It, it's definitely not a lot to pay for 30, mil, 30 years locked mm-hmm. in. Yeah, losing. like nothing can make up for that yeah but he was found guilty in 1991 of secondary murder robbery and possessing an instrument of crime and a philadelphia store owner documents that could have helped acquit or exonerate him were in files and so it wasn't like a dna thing it was a document thing that's what the story says wow the documents contain troubling information regarding the credibility of two key witnesses as well as police records which pointed at another suspect Hmm. i hate that for this guy and where's the other suspect thank god he got out but for 30 years, he sat in prison going, I didn't do this. And you know, people were like, okay, buddy. Yeah, laughing mm-hmm. at him. Yeah. We all didn't do it. We in the, Whomever the, the, found this and made this happen to exonerate this guy, good for you. you that That's the Lord's work right there for sure. What are you going to say? I just feel like there's other people that are in jail right now for things they didn't do. Of course. Do. Of course. Um, I was watching, Caitlin and I were watching some of that Scott Peterson documentary on A&E. Yeah. yeah he it's he on, did it. It's on Netflix. Well... Listen, episode one, there was a there was a burglary across from the house at the exact same time. That's right. And they're like, how come people didn't look at this burglary? And and there are people, and we only watched the first episode, they're like, there's no way he did this. <gasps> like people that worked in the mm-hmm. criminal justice system. 
Well, I've only seen one episode. Yeah, okay. that's the first episode Wait, for sure. Wait, so where are you watching did, it? Oh, did you watch it? I watched it. All of it? That's fantastic. Okay, I'm watching it. Because you do end up watching this and being like, whoa, that's crazy. Because that, that robbery's crazy. No one investigated that. No, no one put nobody that together. Nobody investigated the robbery. But then the rest of it, Bones, you're going to be like, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> you're going to watch the rest and be like, well. Stop the, I don't. Ugh. Well, it's it's his history, guys. Okay, but he's I don't still remember in jail. all the details. He's, yeah, he's, he's still in jail. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead, but he's not dead yet. No. So it's Netflix or what? Yeah, it's Netflix. A&E. Is it Netflix? It's an Annie doc, but or I watched it on it's Hulu. On, it's on Hulu. That's what it is. Okay, I've got it. Hulu, thank you. All right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's a good documentary, After that dude. first episode, I was like, Justice for Scott Peterson! Man, I watched that episode not even knowing anything about that case. Like, I must Kayla have just didn't missed either. it. I, I don't remember. All I remember is I thought for sure he was guilty, but... Oh, yeah, me too. And then I watched <laughs> that first episode, I was like, I might have been wrong. Uh, but we're, it's, it's only like three or four episodes, right? Eddie? Uh, something like that. I don't yeah. remember. I watched it like a year ago. Hey, don't forget, everybody. You can watch Breaking Bobby Bones on Disney Plus right now. Eight episodes. Mm-hmm. The the next eight uh, drop, as they say, August 11th, for those that are wondering. Uh, let's go over to the phones and talk to Dirk in Kansas. Dirk, you are on the Bobby Bones Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. Hey, man. Morning. Hey, I was listening um, about your wedding, which... July 17th. Luke Bryan's your buddy, right? He is. Was he there? He had a show. A concert, so he was not there, no. Birthday. What? What? What's that? That's his birthday. Oh, it's his birthday? Oh. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I didn't text him. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> but, no, he had a show, and go ahead. That's what, uh, that's what I was just curious if, uh, if he was there and, like, if it overshadowed his birthday oh. <laughs> your wedding. No, he, he had a show. So him, him and uh, Caroline were not at the wedding. Um, although I think they may have sent us a nice gift. No. You know what fancy people have sent us as gifts? What? And I never would have bought it myself. Sheets. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice that's sheets. What, that's what Caitlin like said. Nice sheets. Yeah. We don't have nice sheets. Mm. And so some fancy people have sent us, like rich people, have sent us sheets as a wedding gift. Two different yeah. two different people so far. You're right. It's a great gift. It's hard to buy nice sheets for yourself. Because uh, it's like it's such an adult thing. I know. And you're it, like, oh, I, mean, I don't want to pay for this thread count. <laughs> like car tires. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to pay for the best kind. I don't even feel like I get to use them. Yeah. Uh, Derek, thank you. Hey, Janet in Oklahoma, you're on the show. Thank you, Janet, for calling. What's going on? Good morning, studio. So morning. morning. I have goosies just to talk to you guys. Ah, well, thank um, you very much. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Bobby Bones. I'm thank so you. excited and happy for you guys. And also, I want to know who caught the bouquet and the garter belt. We didn't throw those. Yeah, we kind of decided we weren't going to do that. And so there was no, I don't think she had on a garter belt. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and we didn't throw a bouquet, so... Some stuff we just didn't do. There, you know, I didn't have the dance with my mom because I don't have a mom. So that didn't happen. Caitlin did her dance with her dad, and we moved on. And there were some non-traditional things that we did. But, yeah, we didn't. We definitely didn't do some traditional things as well. No, no dollar dance. No, we didn't do that. <laughs> None of that. Uh, thank you, Janet. I appreciate that call. How do you feel? Ooh, I feel so good. You so good. Yeah. Here, I'll ask you that. Hey, Janet, how do you feel? I feel so good. Hey, hey, I feel so good. I don't that's know if close. I said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's, uh, 
I, if I go, hey, Eddie, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. That's it. Janet, we love the effort, though. See, Janet's like me. She's excited to be back. <laughs> We're back. Mm-hmm. We're rolling. Let's see if we can figure out who this is. A popular country music singer recently gave a Waffle House employee the surprise of a lifetime when he left her a $1,000 tip on his to-go order. And I'm reading this. I think they were, to- I'm not sure if they were touring or not, but according to WGHP, Honey Lackey was working a double shift at a Waffle House in Greensboro, North Carolina, when a country music singer who she wants to keep anonymous ordered a to-go meal. The singer noticed that Lackey was working while taking care of her baby girl and initially tipped $50. However, someone from his team returned to the restaurant where she was working with a $1,000 tip. Wow. He was like, quote, I have to respect a mother that would do that and whatever it takes to support their kid in a society where people don't even want to work anymore. On top of the 100... Excuse me. On top of the $1,000 tip, the singer also gifted Lackey two concert tickets and sent baby clothes and other baby items to her home. Quote, it feels good to be recognized. I mean, I don't do it to be recognized. I do it because Bella is everything, but it's nice to be recognized for doing the things we do as mothers. Wow. I'm just curious who this was. Greensboro, North Carolina. And has a, I feel like it's a more mature, maybe older, because kind of has that attitude of like, people don't want to work anymore. I don't know. Like, Luke Combs is not young. I could put Uh, Luke Combs in this mix. Okay. Good point. Oh, there's a song. But do we know the date that this happened, Mike? Because I don't think it's somebody who lives over there. I think it's someone, because if his people were with him, they were probably touring at this time. Like, who had, and they didn't even have to be touring there. They could have been driving through on a bus. Yeah. Because that's probably the Waffle House stop. They're not. Hmm. It's probably easier to play like who it's not. <laughs> That's a fun game, but that, that game probably gets <laughs> in trouble. That will get us in trouble. Like I have a lot we of people. We know who it's not. A lot of people are coming to my mind, and I'm like, nah, no way. <laughs> <They do. laughs> nope. <laughs> like the real good guys, meaning good guys. It could also be a female too, but like the good guys. Like it could be Luke Combs, Darius. Mm, he's known to do Darius. that. that. Yeah. Miranda Lambert does a lot of awesome stuff for people that you don't even know. Like, stuff gets back to me just from our little circle here. Like, you see what mm-hmm. Miranda did? She doesn't want that stuff to be known. Garth. For, oh, yeah, for sure, Garth. Yeah, I don't see Garth doing 50 originally. I see Garth. <laughs> that's true, too. Because he would do more. That, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Whomever it is left 50 bucks. A nice tip. That's not, yeah, still good. Mike, are there any? There's no date, no. Nothing. Nothing. But the story came out last week. Like, okay, so today's Monday. Last week, like, in the middle of the like week? Thursday. Hmm. Yeah, who knows? Somebody tip me off. Yeah, you usually know stuff like this. But I, don't, I have no... I read the story and I was like, I wonder who we... Who, put your money on who you think it was. You got a free pile of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Lunchbox, who do you think it was? Oh, well, you guys... I, at first, I thought Scotty McCreary because he's from that area, but you were like, it's yeah. probably not someone that lives there, so I'm going to go with Dirks Bentley. Okay. I mean, immediately my mind went to Darius Rucker because he does stuff like that, and we've read things about this. So I'm, I'm going to stay with Darius. Amy? Brad Paisley? I'm going with the person Lunchbox said wasn't, Scotty McCreary. Okay, I mean, oh. that's a good guess. Yeah, but just because he does live over there most of the time. They, they're here in Nashville a little bit. But again, it's touring. It's like his person. Scotty's not going to have his person go up there and do 
Yeah. Uh, and then... I'm going Luke Combs. I'm, I'm going to switch from Scotty and go on Luke Combs. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but also, again, they went a, a beyond that and ended up sending stuff to her house, yeah. the diapers and things. So that's... that's. Send me a DM on Instagram if anybody knows this. I, uh, my my Instagram is Mr. Bobby Bones. Hit, hit up. Let me know who this is. Obviously, the artist doesn't want it to be known, but I just got to know. <laughs> I'm human. Uh, a woman was amazed when she finally thought to check the lottery ticket that she bought on June 9th. She carried the ticket in her purse for over a month. It turned out to be worth about $40 million. What? $40 million? Mm. What? The unnamed winner... Hmm, could be that same country artist. They're both unnamed. <laughs> the unnamed winner says she picked the numbers randomly and gets dizzy at the thought that I carelessly carried around $40 bucks in my purse for several weeks. <sighs> She's not the first to carry a winning ticket around. According to expert, billions of dollars go unclaimed every year in the United States alone. Wow. $40 million. By the way, you guys can call us, too. I, we got on the story here. We'll take your call. 877-77-BOBBY. A Missouri woman who claimed a $1 million lottery jackpot in Florida said she never would have bought the ticket for flight home had it been canceled unexpectedly. Angela Caravella, 51, of Kansas City, told the officials at the lottery office that, well, my flight was canceled, so I went and bought a lottery ticket, won $1 million. Holy moly. Silver lining. Yeah, there you go. We did announce this earlier that Bobby Fest happening on September 4th and 5th uh, on the 4th, it's in New Braunfels, Texas. On the 5th, it's in Wichita, Kansas. But at the big stage is Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay, and we'll have a local like act opening. But we have a side stage as well, and there's this band. Their name is Boy Named Banjo. They're going to be playing on the side stage. Let me play you a clip of Boy Named Banjo here because they're so good. Taylor Acorn will be playing the side stage as well. Here is that true crime. So it's going to be awesome. If you want to drive over to the show, wherever you are, come see us. Ragingidiots.com is going to be massive. September 4th in New Braunfels, Texas. September 5th in Wichita, Kansas. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Washington. A man was in his kitchen when all of a sudden he hears a big boom. And he thinks someone's shooting at him through the wall. So he pulls out his gun. Boom. Shoots his fridge trying to get whoever's shooting from behind the wall. (laughs) Neighbors heard the gunshot, called police. He had just forgot he put a Coke in the freezer. And it it exploded. And it exploded because if you leave it in there too long, it explodes. You must be on edge. Yeah, no, no, no. He lives, I think he must live a life where, you know, he might get shot. I feel as though (laughs) he may have circumstances where he's been shot at or could possibly get shot at. Like, because if I hear that, I'm not reacting with like someone could be after him. Yeah, like he lives a life where. (laughs) That gun was also close to him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On his hip, probably. Probably had some trouble stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. The Bobby Bone Show. You watching Ted Lasso? Yes. I've seen both episodes of season. Every Friday. Yeah. I know. We have to wait. Last time I watched it late, so I binged them all at once. Mm-hmm. So now we're waiting. You know, they pulled Jeopardy off Netflix. And I'd watch Jeopardy sometimes on Netflix if I'd get bored. Oh. Or I would have it on as I was like working. Mm-hmm. I just like to play trivia. But they pulled it off of Netflix. So what are you going to do? Well, it doesn't affect my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's not like when The Office went off Netflix. Oh, and it's a big deal. I watch Peacock Network more than I watch any other network, any, like app, because The Office is there, and I'm on Peacock all the time. But I also saw about Jeopardy, who they think will be the next host if you let the fans vote on it. And the number one person is Ken Jennings, who I thought immediately, that's the guy. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like the winning guy. He's actually pretty good. 
Uh, at number two, the executive producer, Mike Richards, who hosted it, and then LeVar Burton at number three. And it's not like, this is a big news story because Alex Trebek was such a big part of our lives for so long, like randomly. I don't know anybody now that sets their, their Apple Watch to go watch Jeopardy every day. But if it's on, maybe sometimes you'll stop, stop on it. But when I was a kid, watched it every single day, especially when I was in training. Because I would have quiz bowl season every every year, which is about three months, where I would train and then we'd play in quiz bowl tournaments. And as the captain, I needed to be sharp. Yeah. So I would use that. And if I wouldn't know an answer to a question, I would go and look up everything, not just about that question, but about that topic. Because I would go, oh, that's a weakness of mine. I need to go read about the Revolutionary War or other generals in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell when you checked out sometimes when I'm talking. No, Mike, she's, out. she's staring at me with a blank stare. I, no, yeah, no I, that's okay. I hear exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't. You're just, we had a different childhood. <laughs> Morgan, what's on the podcast today? Well, you and Caitlin got married, so we got lots of wedding details, and one of them being that you shared the story behind your first dance. That's true, yep. And? Everyone shared their top headlines from vacation. Okay, one more. And you guys shared your favorite moments from your big wedding day. All right, there you go. Thank you, guys. It's a very wedding-centric podcast today. Uh, go check it out. On the Bobbycast, my music side podcast, we actually recorded a podcast right before I went out and got married. We were just killing time, and we were like, well, why don't we record something? So that's up to if you just want to get your wedding fill. If not, don't worry. Tomorrow won't be near as, as wedding-centric. All right, thank you. Have a great day. We will see you on on Tuesday's Bobby Bone Show. We're back. Glad you're back. See you tomorrow. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones.